You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. Hello, everybody. Hi. How are you? We made it to a weird Sunday edition of your favorite aunts, the podcast where um, two um, very young, supple very. women. <laughs> Supple women. Supple. The supplest. Supple. Supple. Soft and supple. Um, I hate myself. I I hate myself. Hi, welcome back to. Yeah, help. Welcome back to your favorite aunts. My name is Kevin. My name is Sarah. Um, We are your favorite aunts, and as per every week, we get into it. We check in on one another because we're friends, and we also check in on the community. So. Hello to everybody who's watching us impromptu live on wherever you're I know, watching we, us. We snuck up. We snuck up on you. The the truth of the matter is, Kevin and I are entering into our summer season. Summer which time. Which looks a little different than it normally does. We used to always record Fridays at 1 p.m. But we're we're gonna send out a message to everyone to let you know exactly when we'll be recording moving forward. But so this is our like sneak in. You guys are like the like. You're the real reels that are showing up today. Yeah. So uh, ask, you know, your favorite aunts is a question and opinion. Yeah, <laughs> question, a Q&O show. <laughs> a Q&O where we really, we realized a while ago that the two of us, uh, a lot of folks ask us questions. So we decided it would be fun to just hang out whenever we could and answer the questions and give you an opportunity to talk to us. So this yeah. is what it is. And also just an opportunity to talk to each other because... Uh, this, we're best friends, and we often we don't have many projects that are just silly and fun. And this is one we where we are trying, we're growing into professionals, and at the same time, um, we are, um, what did you say before the call? Learning in public. We are learning in public how to use our new, like, Ecam, which is great. Software and scheduling and being our own bosses. It's truly something. Like, I don't even have any eyebrows on right now. It's very embarrassing. You look amazing. It's also summer. So, like, you have a summer eyebrow, which is a little lighter. That was it called? Is that what it's called? Okay. Summer eyebrows. A summer eyebrow. Yes. I don't, I never do like a just, okay. The first advice your aunt has for you whenever you're, it hits summer, don't do a darker eyebrow because you're going to go into the pool, you're going to sweat, you're going to lose a bit of your eyebrow. And if you start it out heavy, it's mm-hmm. going to be such a contrast. Now, here's my my personal suggest if you're doing a, a light brow. Because also if you're just doing a boy brow, because um, that's typically, I'm not trying to go for a lot. I'm not doing like a woman's brow for myself on a daily basis. Um, no. So using uh, L'Oreal Tattoo Studio 
just like it's a little pin you just it's got little like three little hairs on the end and you just zip zip zip, zip like zip. a micro uh yeah blade kind of looks yeah, like yeah. like like it, like yeah it would resemble like sort of microblading um except for it's not it's just a pigmented thing and it just goes right on and it'll stay on like through your afternoon run in the summertime in atlanta so like it really I mean, I... As long as you don't go up there and, like, rub your eyebrow with, like, a Brillo pad, I think you're good, you know? Which is what I, how I get my makeup off. That's I don't a, wear that much Same. Makeup. I mean, <laughs> when, I, when I exfoliate, I actually take steel wool. Although, and, my new lip pencil is, I feel like I will have to Brillo it off. But we're good. Yeah, it's a good color. But, yeah, you had Thank that on you. this morning. Also, your outfit's very cute. Thank you. Yeah, today was my last communion service with my community um, outside. It was amazing. And so the other piece of it was my friend got ordained. And when women get ordained in our tradition, other women who are ordained wear red shoes. So I had to have an outfit that would be like a pop of color. And like, I'm going to tell you and everyone who's watching, but no one else, my entire uh, outfit is <laughs> is kind of like based on this idea of like the black and white and um and the red papa shoe so that's kind of my little like fun outfit fun. it wasn't it was all based on a shoe fun flirty and functional beetlejuice okay the truth of it is it's all based on beetlejuice <laughs> Because <laughs> this outfit reminds me of Beetlejuice whenever Listen, I Listen, Beetlejuice is a great move. And also black and white and red never go out of style. Thank you. Um, um, so how the hell are you? You just got back. The reason that we are recording on a Sunday versus a Friday is that you just got back from a weekend of merriment and joy. Yes. Literally joy. Literally joy. Um. Fun fact, it is not Joy Alatacoon's birthday. It's just, It was just the weekend release of her newest album, In Defense of My, My Own Happiness. It is such a good album. Joy is really starting to experience a lot of really good things. And I'm just really blown away that we're friends and we got to hang out and just get into some well-mannered frivolity. And then, of course because Mercury is retrograde right now. Everything that wants to get in the way and make things go weird did. Um, nothing terrible happened, but like our friends who got out there too, like their car got stuck in some mud and they had to leave it there overnight. Turns out it was a mud and field and somebody <gasps> slammed into their car and the entire side of their car is like scraped up and their um, oh my mirrors gosh. knocked off. It was like, I'm like, glad y'all didn't stay in your car. Oh gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. So besides that little thing, fun, fun weekend, um, great times, good foods. I am very, very tired because it's been a long time since I've done like two weekends of travel back to back. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, how did I do this before? Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking the same thing as my, so I'm starting to get more and more requests for doing speaking engagements again ugh. and uh, in person. And so I'm starting to go, oh gosh, I used to travel and booking flights and figuring out, okay, if I speak at this event, then I've got to be ready to speak at this event. It's really hard. To, this is, you know, first world problems. But uh, the idea that I'm going to have to figure out like all the bookings of all of that is just, it's a lot, but it's, it's great. And we love travel. It's just, it's a lot of stuff to get used to again. It's a lot of stuff to get used to again. And 
I will never, ever, like, it was, I was thinking it was, like, something, like, Nadia was saying at the beginning of pandemic. I'm just, like, I'm sorry that I complained about traveling so much. I'm, like, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I think the one thing I will say, just, like, having a dog is, like, a new consideration, um, which I knew would be a thing, but thankfully, uh, I got a, uh, a friend of mine in town who likes to watch my dog, so, so far, no big deal. Um... And I'll, except for, like, she came back, and I don't know what she rolled in, but she smelled like shit, so I had to give my dog a bath as soon as I walked in the house. So yeah. she's out in the back drying, you know, being a dog. Tenter is not here. Where is Tintin? Tintin is at the spa. Mm-hmm. A very, so very Tenter, stressed out uh, every, young man. Every six months, Tenor does a full spa day. Teeth brushed, hair done nails done like complete shave and comes out looking like a baby puppy and i cannot stop touching him my dog is so cute and so sweet god that sounds like a traumatizing experience for a dog of your stature no he loves it because he loves his groomer who is this punk rock guy who has like a literally has a mohawk super high in the air uh and doesn't talk to you only talks to to the dog Mm. Well, I've just got to say that a couple of people, um, M on, on, Insta- right. on, on uh, YouTube says, I'm jealous of tenor. I want a full spa day every six months. You and me Same. both, girl. Same. Um, but as far as how I am doing, you didn't ask, but I'm. No, I'm about, I was getting ready to ask you. You haven't even. What if I hadn't I finished how I was, Sarah? I'm just kidding. How are you? I don't you? know. No, I'm a, on the Enneagram. I, I'm a two. I want to, I mean, a three with a two wings. I want to actually make sure you have a, an option to finish. I'm fine. What's good, Sarah? How the hell are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, just starting, you know, getting ready to start of my last month as a local church pastor. So oh, this is my oh, first oh, Sunday oh. of the last four. Uh, and... My friend got ordained today, which was incredible. Um, and not in my church, but mm-hmm. where they are, which was incredible. And uh, getting ready to just, like I actually, yesterday, I like D, uh, got rid of all on my bike. If there was any sort of rust or anything, got my bike ready to go because it's summertime mm-hmm. here in oh, so many ways. Yes. I was ready for summer. I got my bike ready for summer. I listened to podcasts. I feel like About I'm About summer. Reading. No, about murder, but they were good. <laughs> I was listening to podcasts about summer. No, about murder, you know. Okay. You know me. I was listening to murder podcasts, but it was really good. I listened to one called John Brown's Body, if you get a chance. Tom I feel, Brown's Body. I feel like, I think they're called True Crime Podcasts. Yes, they are called True Crime Podcasts. I yeah. just love the murder Mm, okay well that's good i like that for you i I don't ever want to murder anyone i don't like murder i just it's the the sociology behind the families and i'm really trying to explain myself more than i should anyway you can like what you like sarah but you keep calling it a murder podcast and uh (laughs) someone's definitely gonna deport me as an immigrant maybe 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 um anyways um continue with what you were saying no, I'm just saying it. I feel like I'm doing really well, but I'm also like I am starting up with some new clients that I am consulting with, and that feels really great and really good. You and I are speaking at an event together this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not together, but like at the same event. 
It's very, very exciting. I am excited. This is uh, the online uh, online church conference happening online. Yeah, you should. We'll put a link maybe so people, if they want to yeah. come, can Yeah, come. my link is in my bio, so you can go check that out, and you can register there uh, if you want to. And Sarah, you probably have a link in your bio, I'm sure. I'll put it in my link tree, which you guys taught me about last week. Listen, uh, link tree is everything. You can put a one-stop shop for Josh all and Adrian taught me about link tree. Ugh, Our friends from the Dirty Rotten Church kids. Listen to me, like, just dropping Dropping names, these names. Name um, I mean, like, yeah, so, while we're at it, let's go ahead and drop other names. Who's going to be out in L.A.? Our friend Brenda Marie Davies, a.k.a. God is Gray, is also talking. And, and Grace. And Grace Baldridge. And um, this is not official official, but it's going to be official probably later this week. But Joe Lumen is going to be driving up and joining us for the evening, rounding out the evening with a total of one, two, three women and two non-binary queer people. Three queer people overall. Just just so much goodness on one place. It's just, I'm so excited. And my parents. You guys want to meet my parents? Come to Do you want to the meet LA event. The Canadians who brought this woman into British, the world. British. They'll be they're so incredible. They're also they're so polite. And they're so wanting to be everyone's parents. So you guys should come. They're amazing. They'll tell you where the weather is where you live. They love to talk about the weather. Mm. They're amazing. I love them so much. Okay. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Let's start so with airing. Yeah. But come to the yeah. show, the KevinGarcia.com slash tour. That's where you can get your tickets. It's okay. Wonderfully made. I would just look so on my computer I have our notes for our show, but then underneath it I have my notes for my wonderfully made talk and also for your tour, and it just makes me so happy. Okay. I need to update those notes so, too. Um, this anyway. is what we do. How we do it is we first say hello to each other and to the folks who are like tuning in live, which again, we're going to send you out an actual live time. Mm-hmm. It, thank you so much for everyone who listens to us and who also watches us, even mm-hmm. though we are not, we are living up to our ADHD best selves and not yes. being we're We're consistent. going to, no, it's one of those things where we're learning how to like lean into consistency. I think we're getting there. And so we, we just, are. we're just learning to have grace for ourselves. We're having grace for ourselves in this moment. But like any favorite aunt, we always start with checking in with each other, checking in with the room. And then the next thing we do is we air our grievances. So this section. There's some things going on that we need to talk about. This section is where we air our grievances. And it's not necessarily just grievances. It's also just things that are happening in the world. We decided to call it airing your grievances the first week because we realized so many of the things were making us angry. But... Do you want to start with some of the things that are your grievances? Yes, I have grievances, and I also have Christian subculture interesting things. Um, I mean, start where you want to start. I've got some stuff to, here, too. Um, wow, so I'm going off this. So because like, we didn't meet recently, um, this was probably a little bit of an older story. And by older, I mean like less than a week, but because... It's older than five days. It's now an old news story. That's um, fine. But I, I, I don't understand NFTs. Do you know what those are? Okay, no. Okay. I'm really glad you put this in our notes when it popped up. So what um, is an NFT? An NFT is like a piece of digital content that only exists, like the, the original one. And the basically an NFT is like, this piece of digital art is only available to this one person and we can verify its authenticity 
through blockchain, which is the same stuff that um, they use for um, cryptocurrency to verify authenticity. Um, Anyone who's right now, if we are getting this wrong, please do not feel bad about correcting yeah. us. Yeah, if you know about the cryptos and whatnot, you can talk to us about that. I'm not, I mean, like, I, I did actually read the article, I just didn't retweet it, so, and I, I actually am a little bit of a Bitcoin investor myself. Um, amateur, <laughs> amateur Bitcoin investor. Um, but the, if y'all remember back from the early internet, the video where that small child said, Charlie bit my finger. The Charlie bit my finger video. Do you remember uh, that? From Charlie bit my finger. Ouch, Charlie. Charlie. Um, it sold for $760,000. Someone bought that little clip and it was literally just a piece of data, a piece of video. So it can never be on anything ever again. And, let, and if anyone wants to use it, they have to contact them. Like if a commercial wants to use it or whatever it might be. I have no, I mean, I don't know about licensing or whatever, but just like, it's like, you can still find that video on the internet. It exists. But the original, the NFT, like the app, I'm just like, so what happened? Like, so you have this piece of digital art. Remember the like rumor that Bill Cosby had bought all the things? Maybe it wasn't a rumor. Maybe it was true, like Dukes of Hazard and all these sort of things that Bill Cosby bought so that no one could watch it. Oh, I have no idea if that's true. Okay, anyone who's listening to this, please, if you heard this rumor, it might not be true. I mean, it's probably not true. But it was the whole idea that they bought, like, Dukes of Hazard and all that kind of stuff so that no one could watch it. No clue. Never heard of that. I don't all think right. NFTs are the same way. I think it's literally just um, uh, rich folks finding another way to flex, you know? <sighs> now, granted, like, it's like, I get it in some ways, like, it's no more absurd than paper money, like a piece of paper, meaning this is worth something, you know? So it's no right. more absurd than mm -hmm. that. It's all just like what you place your value in. But I'm like, come on, 76, $760,000. $760, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's a, it's not a house here in California, but it's a house in most places. Uh, that's two houses in Atlanta. That's my house and the house up the street and the house next to it. So all I'd say Charlie. is um, that is <laughs> that's fucking wild to me. So but all I'm saying is we should just start. All I'm saying is we should start videotaping each other and like posting it and then seeing who will buy it. That's if you would buy NFTs of me and Sarah <laughs> having just actually staring into the camera and blinking. Would you buy that? For seven hundred and sixty thousand. No Comment below. No one would buy that for seven dollars. No one Com would buy that for seven hundred and sixty. How much? How much would you buy it for? Would you like if you <laughs> an NFT of me just going? <laughs> just me doing. I mean, this. I would buy it, but also for how much? Um, okay. So for how much, was, Sarah? How much would you buy my NFT for? Like dinner and a drink? I don't know. Okay, what's your next? Okay. What, what do we got? Well, in real things. In real things, the real things we have are uh, abortion bans are happening. In Hello. Texas, Supreme Court is about to hear another challenge to Roe versus Wade. Again, we talked about this last time, but it's 
<laughs> it's actually getting closer, like, because um, it went. It's not just uh, the law. The law going live in Texas. It's now the Supreme Court is actually going to hear a challenge, which is new. It's now. It hasn't been. It hasn't happened before. And no doubt, it's because the court leans right right now because of Justice jo- Joni Coney. Joni Coney Goni. Boney Barrett. Amy, Amy Coney Barrett. Kohler. Amy Coney Barrett, yeah. Yeah. Not gonna... I don't need to make fun of your name to drag you, sis. Yeah, we're not making fun of your name. But yeah. also, it's hard for us to remember. Um, Amy Coney Barrett. And I'm just saying, like... <sighs> the things that just, like, bother me so much is how, during the Trump presidency, everyone's like, don't worry, it can't get much worse. He did exactly what he said he was gonna do, and it was worse than we thought it was gonna be, so... <sighs> and I oop. yeah, and I think there's also something to be said about the fact that um, he hasn't gone away. He was Mm-mm. just at the North Carolina rally for uh, the Republican Party, mm-hmm. and the um, the SBC is currently. I have another thing that'll lead into this too. The SBC, one of their things they're discussing at their convention coming up is. Uh, the as the Baptist support for former President Donald Trump. So like, yikes! What does that mean? Uh, they're gonna try to probably get him reelected in twenty twenty four. When's the next election? Twenty twenty four. So when you said that, I thought you were gonna say like they're gonna actually discuss how problematic it was that they supported a no. presidential candidate. No, they they the GOP and Baptists love Donald Trump. The only person who doesn't is Russell Moore, who finally stepped away from the SBC uh, about three days ago. Gosh, that must have been so painful. Which brings me to one of my things I didn't have in here. But someone today was talking about Beth Moore and how Beth Moore, SBC, used to be SBC, now being attacked by the SBC uh, and has made some shifts and changes and beliefs and that sort of stuff. And just the that this group of humans feels like it's important for them to collectively go after people feels very anti-Jesus in my mind. It's also, I mean, it is very anti-Jesus and it's like, it's also just indicative of that culture. It's like, if you are not for us, you are against us and you are also no longer human. Uh, like, it's, okay. and that, that's really what it comes down to is like, they don't actually have, they, they don't care that you are a human or that, you have a complex story because that is how um, supremacy culture works. And it sucks. And it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there that is. Guys, it sucks and it's wrong. And there we are. Whew. Friends, what else do you got for airing our grievances before we hop into the questions? Um. I mean, the, I mean, my other thing was just Russell Moore, like, leaving the SBC, you know, like, in the same vein as... And, like, Russell Moore is now, like, going on full offensive against QAnon, against, like, the GOP extreme bullshit. So when you said Russell Moore, I thought Russell Brand. I just felt like you should know that. Like, legitimately? <laughs> you thought Not Russell... legitimately, but my brain was like... It's like for half a second, I was like, like, I didn't know he was Baptist. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I was Russell like, Brand oh, no, no, no. was Baptist. No, different one, different one. Different one, got it. Got Russell it. Moore, yes. Definitely uh, QAnon. Yeah, he's just, he's kind of like, I don't like him still, but just like he's better than some of, most of them. 
So I feel like so often lately we have been in this time of having to choose the least bad mm-hmm. versus this is good and I'm excited about it. Yeah. Who do we walk with? Who do we support as someone that we're like excited about? And it oftentimes it's like, oh, this person is not as bad as this other person, which doesn't feel like a that's not a thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a champion thing. So yeah, friends. Well, uh, my thing is steer clear of uh, those supremacist, those white supremacist bastions, and then you probably won't have to worry about it. You know. And the, I think the hard part is we don't often know when we're in the midst of it, and that has been the the truth is you often are and don't know, right? Mm. And how do you figure those things out other than really start to question them? I mean, uh, you're talking to the wrong person. I don't have much pity. <laughs> like th- that's like something that I I note in myself is I have less pity for the Beth Moores of the world and the Russell Moores of the world. Also, they're not related. I thought they were. Um but, and I th- and I think it's because like it's not just that they've left their spaces; is that they have not repented for the damage that they've done in those spaces. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Okay. L- now we've got to the heart of the truth. It's that I am always gracious and ready for people to open. Some of the comments mm-hmm. are like, "How do we have like grace for people?" Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The thing is. Grace requires acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. So why did South Africa kind of do okay after the after apartheid? Not great, guys, but do, you know, it's because they were willing to have the truth and reconciliation stuff. They were mm-hmm. willing to say, we have to open this up. We have to be honest. We have to show it. Mm-hmm. And I think so many of us are not willing to say, uh, mm-hmm. I was wrong in this thing. It's like, it's the whole Rachel Hollis problem mm-hmm. where – uh, yeah, well, I worked really hard to get here. Oh, yeah, now I've changed, but that I've changed. Now I've worked really hard to get here, but it's still about you. You haven't admitted that when I was there, I harmed and hurt people. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing is, like, I will always, I'm happy that people cele- I celebrate how far they've come and that they're getting out and all those things. And, um, and. my and is always going to be, you're not coming to, you're not coming to the cookout until you show me like that you are not going like that like you made good with my friends and like i'm thinking and that's the thing is like that's people will always be like well you got to make room for people with differing ideas and i'm like no my job as who i am in the world is to make room for the people who have been hurt by people Mm. like that's my job it's not my job to make other people comfortable there is places and spaces for that not always in the places I'm making. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm one of the, I, I understand myself and my role because I am not being harmed by marginalization other than being a woman. But in general, I get to be the bridge builder. I get to be the one who stands in the road and says, yeah, you can't pass. None shall pass until you're willing to say that you're sorry to the people that are on the other side of this. You can't come to the good party because gays have the good parties. Y'all do. So let's do. just be honest. And you cannot come until you... The secret word is I'm sorry. That's the secret passcode to coming into this party. I mean, uh, and speaking of good parties, uh, the eight-arm parties are back in Atlanta. What's an eight-arm party? There's a party every Sunday, the Sunday Funday party at eight-arm, which happened 2019. Oh. They're back now. It's called the Shaka Khan Hacienda. 
I can't wait to be in person with you and us do these things. Um, um, all right. Is there anything else you want to make sure that we have? I love that we're taking notes. This feels very grown up. We're very professional. Us. We have things. Um, I, I have no more points of grievance and or pop culture references. Um, did we talk? Great. Wait, uh, one... There was a baby, a royal baby born today. Congratulations. Did what kind? That? No, I didn't. What kind of baby? What kind? Megan. I don't know what I don't know what kind of baby it was. <laughs> oh, was it a nice I'm, baby? It was, it was a human baby. Oh, okay. uh, we're terrible at this. Um, oh gosh, it was on my newsfeed as I was working, so I didn't really see it. Well, happy also, birthday, the little most prince. Most newsfeed I get. X. I know it's a prince or princess, whatever. I mean, really, they should be able to choose. So yeah. I'll say Prince X with an X on the end. Human baby. Welcome to the world. Um, did we talk about Demi Lovato coming out as non-binary? Oh, no, we did not. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that, that this what this I think this happened, like, Thursday last week or something like that? Yep. Yeah, Demi Lovato came out as non-binary, so... For the short hair reason. Mm-hmm. And I was just super pumped. I think it's rock and roll. We're ha- I love that there's more non-binary pop stars and also just how, at least for me, I feel like there's just like this very, of like the queer community is becoming visibly more queer in the media. And that makes me Ooh, very happy. Same word. Well, like, so for a long time, LGBT meant will and grace. Like that was people's expectation uh- of it. Um, that was the extension of their knowledge of the gay community. And now we have Lil Nas X, a black gay man, you know, dancing to Call Me By Your Name, surrounded by sexy-ass femme black dudes who are like, I'm like, this is clearly like, this is gay as shit. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is overt, like, gay sexuality, where, like, you know, straight sexuality is like, Constantly, like you know, like Meg the Stallion can be d- dancing around. It's fine, you know. Somebody on, like you know, Usher could be on there, surrounded by. Oh women my god, I'm so around. old. I don't even know who Meg the Stallion is. Megan the Stallion? Are you kidding me? I don't know. I'm old. If you if you think Sarah is an old, comment below. Hi, old. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah is. An Delete old. it, so old. So sometimes when I talk to Kevin, Kevin will say to me, "Hello, old." Hello. <laughs> Good night, old. Um, <laughs> Good night, old. It's 9 p.m. It's yeah, 9 you need, yeah. So, all that to say is Meg Thee Stallion is uh, who you, you need to be listening to. She's the sound of summer. She is the moment. That- personal side note uh two years ago you made a playlist for wild goose festival which everyone should be going to you and i are sharing a stage together mm-hmm. also oh yeah wild goose is coming we're on it it's coming so you were a dj and you made a playlist and it's still one of the lists i run to hot girl so summer, summer playlist yeah, i'm gonna update it up. i'm gonna update it to the shot girl summer playlist and it'll just be all meg the stallion absolutely i'm so proud of you I also want to say I have a grievance against my hands because I've been lifting so much weight that I've got calluses oh. forming on my fucking oh. knucks. I have those too, but 
Yeah, sometimes when I rock climb, mine get really, I haven't rock climbed in a little while, but I get like right here. And then I also, from learning to play guitar again, I'm starting to get calluses. Good, you need that. And also lifting, I've always. Ugh, we're just so hot. All right, we uh, now gonna transition to the part of the show where we, uh, it's called, the only part of the show that's actually named after the show is called Ask Your, well, your aunt. well, that was the name of the old show, Ask Your Aunts. Yeah, your favorite aunts. Yeah, ask your favorite answer. I mean, it's the same show. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. We uh, answer your questions, and we've got some. I've got some. You got some? Uh, let me check. I got one. Say yours. I don't know. I don't like that voice. Edit that out. <sighs> Edit that out live. <laughs> Can you yeah. do it? All right. Okay. This is actually from our inbox. If you ever want to send us a message here on the show, you can send your emails to askyourfavoriteants at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Everything will remain anonymous unless you want us to read somebody. Um, so this came in from Mary Patrick. That's their name. Mary, like Sister Mary Patrick from... You're just making up names. Okay. All right. So Sister Mary Patrick says... Um, I really appreciated what you guys had to say in response to the question about dating as demisexual. I am just learning that I am one as well. And it was so nice to hear you normalize it. Because when I'm on dating apps, I feel like a freak or a prude. Parentheses. I also feel like having grown up in the church, it takes it even more complicated for me. Unparentheses. What advice do you have someone for discovering and learning to be comfortable with their new LGBTQ identity? P.S. I just discovered the podcast, BTW. I love it. Well, thank you, Mary Patrick. <laughs> Mary Patrick. I'm a fan of Mary Patrick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, advice with learning to discover how to, you know, discovering and how does one become comfortable with their new, I mean, it's not even new. It's like, not even a new identity. It's just like, it's always been there. You've always been this. You yeah. just have a name for it now. Yeah. So, like. I would say. What yeah, if I no, go ahead? You had something. I don't know. Like you know, like go start off, Rev Sarah. When you have somebody coming to you and saying, "Hey, like, where do I start?" What's what's your usual starting line for people? I usually start with exactly what they're talking about—the normalization. Like, oh, like this is great. Like mm -hmm. you, you start with the base of like this sounds like you're you're starting to know yourself more, and to know yourself more is to know the divine more. Mm -hmm. And so this is exciting. Like you're stepping into more knowledge and more depth and more. Like this is so start with a place of excitement for them, not a because <gasps> mm -hmm. they're coming to you and, or you're coming to yourself, if it sounds like. Yeah. And so allow yourself in a, in a moment to go, oh, this is more self-knowledge, which means I am. This is a growth. This is great. Um, because so often people like share things as if they're like have to like like mm -hmm. whisper it in and like. So if you can be excited about it. Um, and I think the place to start is to find people who maybe identify within the same mm -hmm. identification that you find yourself gravitating towards. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, understanding demisexuality is so interesting to me because I still don't understand it as part of the queer community, but it feels like I am just more like, but again, people have been great about saying, no, like that's a, that's a thing. So then I read what I can about it, and then it feels more and more normal. It's kind of like our brains, uh, if we go from, like, the psychology mm -hmm. or even, like, the physiology of it, the more and more experiences our brains can have with normalization mm -hmm. where someone just says, yeah, it's fine, everything's good, we start to mm -hmm. feel like, oh, it's fine, everything's good. Yeah, and it's just to note that, like, uh, 
the fear that sometimes comes in or the uncomfortability is just like the ego's attempt to it's not trying it's just trying to keep us safe right it's like not trying to harm you or like make you feel sad or small it's just like trying like i know for me example like i've been out for going on six years now and also it's hilarious i've only been out for six years i'm already an old crotchety tired queer it's amazing (laughs) um so uh I, i would go with the same thing like first really check in with yourself and start telling yourself that you love yourself which i know sounds really basic but literally speaking out loud like i stand in front of the mirror naked every day and i tell myself that i love myself i don't actually think it's that basic it might be um simple but it's not basic it's absolutely Mm -hmm. profound because self-love you have to understand Mm -hmm. marketing and i i even a lot of religious communities, the marketing within religious communities is if we can make them hate themselves enough, then they're going to need us. Mm-hmm. They're going to want us. And then everything we do is justified. Right. Right. And so if we can figure out a way to make people feel really uncomfortable with who they are and what they are, then they're going to constantly be looking for the thing to fix. But if you come to the place, not feeling like you need to be fixed, like your sexuality doesn't need to be fixed or mm-hmm. your whatever, then you're hard to sell things to, and you're hard to sell community to other than like actual healthy communities that are a lot more risky and a lot more work. Mm-hmm. But you, uh, I would say like the thing that, I'm wondering how I, be- how did I become more comfortable with it? I think it just start. it's just, say it out loud. Like I, yeah. I just start, I had to like say like, I'm gay, like out loud to myself and like, <laughs> Wait for I waited for like the sky to open up or the, the the floor to open up and then you know get dragged to hell or whatever, but it never happened. Or whatever. <laughs> you know, just those small things or whatever. Um, and I would say like you know like note the moments when you do have like weird, uncomfortable moments like, and rather than like stewing in them, look at it and as soon as you notice that you're feeling uncomfortable, say, oh my god, that's interesting. Why am I uncomfortable? And when you it's say curiosity, that, isn't it? exactly, you get curious about why I'm uncomfortable. Because, well, uh, I've never, I've never been at this people, this place before, and I've never been out and queer before. I don't know how to do this. I'm just like, well, then why don't you find out? You know, rather than like condemning yourself for like being new to this whole thing, why don't you just cut yourself some slack for being a newbie? Like I have to do it all the time. I've only had one successful relationship. You know, I've. Well, that's not true. I've had many successful. Yeah. Let me say this. I've had uh, only one long-term relationship. We'll say that. Thank you. Successful by outside. Again, we have to look at the... Success is a moving target. It is a moving target. And if it's found from people's outside, like, understandings Mm -hmm. of what success looks like, you know, you're never Mm going to meet it because if you meet it, then you don't need all the things that we want to offer you. Yeah. Something that I had a shift in recently was success no longer looks like things happening the way that I want them to. Success is, Hmm. did I show up with my full and complete self without compromising my integrity? And if the answer is yes, then I'm, I'm good. And you know, if if the answer is no, then that's data to respond to. But either way, I'm not here to guilt myself anymore about like what I'm unable to what I'm unable to do, you know? Does that make sense? Totally. I was thinking about the part that I didn't say in the start of this is this week 
I lost two people I really cared about uh, and or found out that I had lost uh, two people that I really cared about, people that I was a pastor to, people who were quote unquote older, uh, but lived lives. One of them, he built my wine rack. He built when you say they're older, were they actually old? Like, were they old people? Like older friends? Um, I would say one was in their seventies and one was in their eighties. So yeah, Mm. old by definition, uh, ish. I don't find seventies to be old, but that's because my parents are in their seventies and they're super hip. I mean, yeah, Uh, but I, I mean, I, I just, I like to say like old or elderly just to name it because like those are people yeah. who we don't normally have a part of community because being old is not bad, you know. No, not at all. Well, and I have friends that are in all different age groups, but uh, someone who is – I went to one of the funerals has already happened. And uh, what I was going to say about the one guy is I wore a wood cross that he made me mm-hmm. for my ordination. And so just a very important person to me. And then the other person was an older woman who – when I met her, she was married to a former pastor, super, like he had retired, whatever. Then I found out she was one of the first women to go to Duke Divinity School where I went. She, was <laughs> she probably fierce. had a had hard been... time, too, being the first woman there. My totally. God. One of the first, yeah. Southern, but genteel, but like her son was gay and she was. She started something called P-Flag here in Orange County. Oh, that's great. She's like a fierce incredible her husband her son ended up marrying a, a methodist pastor so his husband is, is a methodist pastor. just interesting like incredible people and i think them helping me as i listened to her family and friends talk about her it helped me think about success mm. what a success looks like god success to me looks like i pass away in my 80s and people are like so happy that they knew me, but still saying, man, I wish I had more time. Mm. Because every moment with her was a moment. Even when she couldn't talk, they have all these stories about her health crashed and she couldn't talk and all these funny stories about her. And I think if you have done the work, one of the biggest blessings of my entire career is I have sat with people as they're dying and that may seem morbid to you, Mm. but it has helped me realize that success is such bullshit that because I've sat with people who were fortune whatever and their family can barely look at them and can't stand them and then I've sat with people who have lived a life that people would consider was just sort of plain or whatever and their life is huge and ripples out so this woman who like there was so many people there there were probably about 15 clergy Mm -hmm. at this funeral for someone who never was clergy but they had always been such an incredible part of our community and never were ordained and all these things. I say that to say, I think a lot of the things I've pegged success on, I realize it's not that. Success to me is connection. Success to me is feeling like I'm sitting in my purpose, which is always to make people feel beloved, whatever that looks like. Success is not the thing that they keep selling us that it is. So I say all of that to say, I think be gentle with yourself as you enter into this and Mm -hmm. don't try to like surrender the outcome. Mm -hmm. Don't try to own it. Don't try to figure out where you're trying to head when it comes to sexuality, understanding yourself. Any more information is good information because it's new information. It helps you be more you and help your partner be able to be with you in that. My answer. I want you to remember everything that you just said about success um, later this week when you start freaking out about what am I going to do? 
What do you mean by later this week? Do you mean like in a minute? You mean like when after I we get off this? After this? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you mean after I have a drink later? Fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm the same way though. I'm the same way is because like, and that's what's interesting too is we all contain multitudes and like Sarah and I will always like, okay. because our role as I don't say our role, but just one of the things we do as people in public and as pastors, like, we are to be, we don't have to be encouragers, but we just naturally are. And Mm -hmm. we really do believe the things that are coming out of our mouth. Do we believe them perfectly all the time? Do we execute on them perfectly? No. Mm -hmm. Not in the slightest. Um, And however, comma, that's the whole point of, like, I think being a pastor in public is, like, being willing to say, listen transparent and being honest that when we do it does feel better it really does that's the thing. i feel like we really are almost like investigative investigation investigative reporters we are invest we're investigators yeah we're gonna go investigate the thing we'll report back we'll tell you if it worked for us and you can try it at home next week uh we're so are we ready to move on to the next one i've got a good one hit me with your best shot okay so we'll call this person Sam. I don't know. I'm not as good with names as you are. Um, um, are do we know their pronouns? She, her. Alright, this is um, I like Sasha. Sasha. This is Sasha. Sasha says, how do I overcome discomfort when walking back into a church after trauma? Oh, man. How do I overcome the discomfort I feel when walking back to an into church after trauma. First and foremost, for me, uh, is this church a uh, safer place for you as a human? Do they affirm queer people? Do they um, empower women? And uh, you know, what's the cult like? What's their what's their theology? Do they have a statement? If they believe that the Bible is the inerrant word of God, you might want to consider a different place. Um, but that's the first thing is like, is this place going to be, I mean, there are no perfect churches, blah, blah, blah. But at minimum, you should not have to worry about what's going to come out off the pulpit, you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think, too, the thing that has helped me when I'm moving into a space that I feel uncomfortable with is grounding in myself before I go in and saying almost the thing from like children's movies or whatever, where this can't hurt me. Mm -hmm. This can't hurt me. Even if this disappoints me, Mm. this cannot hurt me. This is just a moment in time that I'm sharing with these people. And whatever happens here, it cannot actually hurt me. It does not affect my relationship to God, because nothing, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing. Not this church service, not what that stupid person up there with the degree says. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. So when I step into this, I'm stepping in as a full human who you cannot take my humanity. And you step in with the awareness that everything you have, want and need, you already have. Mm-hmm. And so and- when you're coming into it, you, it is just an experience that you're having with these people. And it doesn't need to live up to anything huge or big. Because, honey, you already have it. You already have it. So you're just coming in to celebrate the thing that you already have. And if they can't celebrate it with you well, leave. it's not your place. Dust your shoes, as they say in the Bible. And also, <laughs> Dust like, your shoes off. Yeah, dust your sandals off, shake the dust from your feet, and also recognize 
even in the middle of a service, you can walk out you anytime. You can walk out. I've done it. I, I'm, an, I'm a front row sitter. I'm on the front row of something. I walk my <gasps> ass out. One of the questions I would love to ask our listeners is what has made you walk out of something? Okay. Editorial question of the week for everyone listening here. Um, and, and like, so editor, the, I don't want to call it editorial question of the week. That's what they used to call it on the relevant podcast. But, yeah. we, but we want to do like a question of the week um, where we hear from everyone. So if you could, if you're listening to this live or on the podcast later, um, email your answers to askyourfavoriteants at gmail.com. What was the thing that made you walk out of church? Mid-service. Like, I want to know your mid-service Like, not, like, I'm talking, like, middle of the service, middle of the sermon, you know, middle of announcements, you know. (laughs) Announcements. I hate casseroles. (laughs) I, wait, what? I don't know. That's, I don't. Was that what they're announcing? No, No, that's not. Hmm. It's fine. I have another question, but I feel like you might have another one. Um, I, I don't have any in the inbox, but I'll check my... I'll check over here. I don't think I have any uh, any other cues at the moment. Okay. I've got one. Hit it! So this is from a pastor. Pastor... Um, Their pronouns are they, them. Pastor J. Pastor Jay. All right, perfect. Pastor Jay wants to know, uh, and they have written, uh, we can tell our con- congregations to show up in love as ourselves and love will win. But what if love doesn't win? What if your love is m- met with shrieks of, I'm melting? How do you show up? Should you? Wait, what? What does that mean? I show I show up and they're melting? Does that happen? Person, like, no, person is yelling like, if you if you show what if your love is met with so you show you're showing up with love, so you're telling your congregation you're a pastor you're telling your congregation you, you need to just show up as your full self and love alone no matter what, but then they themselves the relationship that they're in who they are is met with like Ugh! so then do you walk away from the community that cannot accept who you are mm. and in that moment does that make sense so this is kind of a clergy specific question of what do you do. If when you're, you're congreg- the one, when you're right. the when you're the weird one out of your congregation, mm-hmm. oh, well, <laughs> hmm. Um, well, I think that. Do Do you want to start off with this one? It feels very clergy yeah. specific. I mean, also you're a clergy, just. So, Am I? Yeah. I'm not not in the classical sense, though. Why is the knife out? Because um, I have yeah, to. Like, I think- I've got to cut through the bullshit. I know this doesn't seem like it's relatable. So at first it's not going to seem relatable and then we'll get back. So when I was going to seminary, I was 21 and um, I had just got my nose pierced. I was in Europe and I was going to get my nose pierced. And I called my mom to tell her I was piercing my nose. And she said, oh, you've already done it. <laughs> Cause she was like, you're only telling me about it. Cause you've already done it. I was like, no mom, I'm going to get my nose pierced. And she said, well, Sarah, you're going to go into the ministry. What if a church doesn't want you with your nose pierced? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm working with my nose pierced. Because part of the Sarah package is a pierced nose. Mm-hmm. And I can do everything I can to be in that space and welcome them into understanding my pierced nose. But I cannot 
by the way, they thought it was a phase. I was 21 when I got it done. So that's almost 20 years ago. Um, 20 years but I cannot, mm-hmm, I cannot force them to accept that part of me. Mm-hmm. Right. So the same thing, if you can only just offer and if they cannot accept it at some point, you have to walk away. Yeah. Like if you are hiding, like the whole point of being a, I would say of being a preaching pastor in many ways is to show people how to do it, how to, you know, like be a better, and I don't say like be a better human, but at least like, you know, you're in kind of like you have been charged with the spiritual care of this community. And part of the spiritual care is caring for yourself. You cannot show anybody else how love unless you are loving yourself. You can't show other people how to be themselves completely free of shame if you are not doing that because you can't because they will shame you. And so if your congregation is shaming you for being yourself or they're unable to accept you uh, in the same way, shake the dust from your feet, bitch. Okay, so then this is the part. So this is the uh, this is their response to us. So this is in the DM is, but what do I do if it's not my congregation? It's so I'm telling my congregation about love and like showing up and letting love win. If it doesn't work, then walk away. Like I'm telling them all the healthy mm-hmm. things, but my partner's family cannot accept us or me. So I'm preaching all this stuff, but in our home, in our situation, love isn't winning. I mean, would you rather, I mean, there's only two two things. It's either, this is what I would do. Uh, I'm a big believer in very, very direct and clear communication and taking, I don't want to say taking emotion out of it, but it's almost like learning how to like, Something, of course, in Miracles says is that God does not win us battles. God takes us above the battle itself. Because if we Mm. think that we have to strive and try to change people's minds, they're not going to hear it. They're not going to want to have it. But all you can do is control your response to something. All you can do is stick to your integrity. And if your integrity says, we practice in this house, we practice A, B, and C things. We practice radical love. We believe Black Lives Matter. We believe da-da-da-da-da. And if the family of your spouse, partner, whoever, is unable to accept you, that's very unfortunate. And if that, so, you, so what you have to do is figure out, all right, what kind of relationship, if any, can I have with them? And how can I communicate that? And the way I put it with other people is, hey, I need X from you. So if like something from my family was, I need you to show up for me in these ways. Or we can't have these conversations with one another because we can't stay respectful with one another when we do. So when we're around each other, we're going to keep it to, for example, my family, I have agreed during the holidays to not talk about politics or religion ever, um, which is also why I don't go home longer than 72 hours. Um, yeah, we, we, we realized that this year, didn't we? Yeah. So um, that's what you got to like. for my family, but for yours. Yeah. So just like learning, if you stick to your guns, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Um, Mm -hmm. Because the thing about it is, is that person, that family member, it's not your job to convert them. It is Mm -hmm. not your job to help them see the light. It is your job to be a light. I am the vine, you are the branches, but God is the vine. 
gardener. You are you are not responsible for the fruit that grows. You are just responsible for taking care of what is near you and you, part of you. You just gotta you have no control of the other branches. Yeah, stay in your section of the vineyard, tend your grapes, squish your wine, and then sip. Because guess what? They a bitch. I'm just kidding. They're, I'm sure they're horrible. Here's the thing is that I, because because I'm old, hi, old, uh, I have seen people change. Mm-hmm. Same here. What? When no one thought, and all it took was the other person staying their course, saying, these are our values. I would love to be in your life. I really value you. Mm-hmm. But because of the way you're coming at me, I just can't. Can't do it. I would love to see I would love to see you under these circumstances. Here are the boundaries I've worked out that are comfortable for me. I'm sorry that you can't see me in my full humanity. That's kind of a bummer for you. Mm-hmm. I want to support my partner who loves you. But this is affecting who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not I think you're great, but I can't until we can meet at an equal space and I look forward to the day when that comes. Because and- and and then just being able to put it, just like I look forward to that. And if and like if you, I mean, I reference um, Glennon Doyle's book Fierce when she tells her mother, I believe, who is not supportive. I don't know what if it's changed or not, but at the time it was written, it wasn't supportive of Glennon and Abby's marriage. Mm-hmm. Right, and, right, right. And she said, like you know, until you're able to affirm us and celebrate us, we cannot let the 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 gate down, or I can't let the the, yeah. drawbridge, the drawbridge, the drawbridge to our island, mm-hmm. to our home. We can't let that down because you're going to, like, I hate saying you're going to fuck up the vibes, dude, but guess what? You will. <laughs> right. And it, and I think people are so, you have to stop being pastoral in every position. It is not your job oh, to pastor yeah. the people who don't want you to pastor them. You can only bring people as far as they're willing to go. And, and also, if they can't go with you there, you have no idea how much they're watching you. And just living into your truth might be way more helpful than trying to create a space for them that isn't true and transparent and honest. Yeah, that was something for me, too. Like, I'm the more that I am just myself, the more my family just kind of gets used to it and shows up for it or doesn't. Or doesn't. Yeah. And, and if they a, don't, that's, that's very, their problem, not yours. Yeah, it's sad. It's disappointing. But I'm also having more fun hanging out with my friends. So, <laughs> well, this has been another enlightening episode of your favorite ants. We yes. will be here next week. We're just we'll let you know when. Yeah, it's probably so many people showed up. I love that. That's I so know funny. we have a, a solid thirteen people here. Thank you for everyone who left delicious comments. Um, if That's you helpful. wouldn't mind, please go to the Apple Podcasts and the Spotify Place and subscribe. Leave a rating and a review and share it with a friends. Share it with a friends. Your your friend. <laughs> Yes. People who identify as plural. <laughs> yeah, people with multiple personalities um, or single no. personalities, anybody, any personality, boring personalities, <laughs> exciting personalities. Any personality is good for this show. <laughs> we are excited about what we're building and growing. There's so yep. much good stuff coming up this summer. There is so much fun to be had yep. with the Reverent Media Group. We can't speak enough about how great it is. We've just added a couple shows. Those are That's going to be announced soon. So exciting. Mm. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and it's yeah. continuing to grow, yeah. which is crazy. I agree. Um, anything you want to promote? Um, or share or yeah yeah so I'm in my last month of being a local pastor uh, and then I am moving into doing work through uh, 
making spaces as an LLC, which is a way for me to consult people, pastors or local churches in all kinds of things. So be on the lookout for that. I'm actually working on a new website and whatnot. I'm also going to be working on my Airstream for the month of July and August and part of September. So uh, yeah, just check out all of that work. My books are still for sale and that's really helpful for me as I have no regular stream of income as of yes. uh, July as I step away. And so if you want to buy a book and help me buy a coffee, that'd be great. You can find those on Amazon or a website called Cokesbury. And they're called uh, What's Your Story? Seeing Your Life Through God's Eyes. And also uh, a book called Authenticity. And the best part of all of that, the little hidden Easter egg that I love to tell people because it makes me laugh, is they hired a model to be me on a book about authenticity. I still can't fucking believe that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It makes me laugh so hard. Listen, what about you? What do you got to buy share back, with folks? Buy back also the rights out, to your book. I know. Also check out Making Spaces, my other podcast. We are rounding out the end of our third season and then taking a break for a little while, but I know it's exciting. We're talking to some really cool people. Dirty Rotten Church Kids are next week. Yeah. Um, things I want to promote, follow me on social media at the, I'm sorry. Wow. That came out of nowhere. I couldn't stop it. And I am really embarrassed. That was gross. Uh, follow me across social media at the Kevin Garcia tours coming up. We're going to be in LA, uh, Portland, (laughs) Seattle, shut up, Minneapolis, Chicago, Nashville, Columbus, Atlanta, and wild goose fest. Um, and by that I mean we're just I'm just gonna be at the Wild Goose Festival and you can come hang out with me and we're Sarah doing, there. We're the two of us are gonna be together on stage, which is just gonna be multiple we'll probably times. Like, we'll be like six beers in. So oh yeah, be, I will be people lit, buy us so, beer there. Yeah, people buy us some beer, come hang out with us, we'll laugh a lot. Um, we have the, a hot tub that we're gonna be hanging on. Yes, you. I will say this: not everyone's invited to that hot tub. I'm not giving everybody. Oh, here. sorry, no, I wasn't doing that. I was yeah. just saying that. We have it. We yeah, have it in our true. possession. You, as a community, I'm not inviting you to our hot tub. Um, sorry. Yet, but be cool, maybe. In you know. No, be, that feels weird. I don't like it. I don't like in it. In the future, at queer camp, when there's a hot tub at queer camp, you can come to that hot tub when everybody's there. Perfect. Um, sorry, I ruined that. Anyway, it's okay. Hey, you're. Your favorite ants, I want to say we're proud of you. We are proud of you. Every day. We're proud of you. In every way. Every day in every way. And uh, make good decisions. Mm-hmm. To make good decisions. Make sure that this week um, you decide uh, who's going to be with you for the zombie apocalypse. You never know when it's going to hit. But that's important. So <laughs> So make that decision. That is our advice for the week. Yep. Is um, make sure you know who's going to be with you for the zombie apocalypse. Yep. And until next week, we love you so much. And we'll, so see, much. we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Your Favorite Ants. If you want to send your questions, shoot us an email uh, to askyourfavoriteants at gmail.com. All submissions will remain anonymous unless you want us to drag somebody in public for you, in which case, I mean, like, spill the tea. <laughs> so send us your questions on relationships, spirituality, politics, deconstruction, etc., etc., all the things. And you can follow me across social media at Rev Sarah Heath. You can follow me across social media at the Kevin Garcia. My website's thekevingarcia.com. Mine's revsarahheath.com. And this has been a podcast that's a part of the Irreverent Media Group. So 
Follow them and all of our great stuff at irreverent.fm. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Make good, Make good choices. I love Thanks you. So much. I'll we see love you later. Bye. We're so proud of you. Oh, you're so beautiful.